Welcome to the Well Woman Show. Each episode is a transformational journey using mindfulness, feminism, leadership, and strategy to support you to thrive personally, generate wealth, and impact your community. For me, it's been such a huge learning curve to kind of come into the realization of the power that comes with beatboxing and how personal it is for people to experience. <laughs> And now, here's your host, feminist thought leader, London School of Economics grad, leadership consultant, and transformational coach, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, hello, gorgeous well women. On the show this week, I talked to Ashley Moyer, a.k.a. Say What? She's an, originally from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and she's been a fixture in the hip-hop scene coast-to-coast, performing for federal and state educational, environmental, and humanitarian aid workshops through the use of non-traditional alternative music outlets. Ashley's performances and workshops are directed toward community awareness and development through education and acceptance of alternative music outlets. On the show, you'll learn how Ashley uses her beatboxing for a purpose, why surrendering is so important as a creative, and why we should push past our fear. All the information shared today can be found at the show notes um, at wellwomanlife.com slash 179 show. You can also continue the conversation with us in the Well Woman Life community group at wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. The Well Woman Show is thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico and High Desert Yoga in Albuquerque. Now to my interview with Ashley Moyer, a.k.a. Say What? I'm speaking with Ashley Say What Moyer today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so good to have you here. We have worked together in the past. I've seen you perform and you've led a workshop at one of my retreats. Mm -hmm. It's so great to have you (laughs) on this show today. Ashley, I want to start by having you tell listeners, who are you in the world today? Today, I'm still a beatboxer. Um, but now I have a trade where I'm able to work as a professional entrepreneur as an esthetician. So I've been licensed professionally with that for about three years and I have my own shop in Knob Hill. So right now I have the juggling of two lives, which is stage life, performing life, community, activism life mixed with my esthetician life, which Mm. still allows me to 
um, work with my community directly and empower um, women and, uh, you know, hopefully inspire them mm. too. It seems like both roles, both the beatboxer and the esthetician, um, you transform lives in some way when you work with people or perform or interact with people. Can you talk about how you do that with beatboxing in particular? For me, it's been such a huge learning curve to kind of come into the realization of the power that comes with beatboxing and how personal it is for people to experience. When I've performed over the years, there's always this transformation in the room and I'm always met with such emotion because I'm serving as a live circuit in the moment, particularly as a freestyle beatboxer. So I'm really relying on people's energy and that connection and that circuitry with them. That for me has been a, an experience of honing that gift and that privilege to be able to hopefully connect with people, inspire them, captivate them, and do the same for myself at the same time. Mm. Um, so that would be transformational every time that I happen to perform in front of anybody, whether I'm in a room with two or three people or if I'm in a concert hall. It kind of mm. reconnects people with that real human aspect and that tribalness. I don't know what it is, but something happens where everybody is elevated. Yeah, there's something very deep within you mm. that surfaces. It's right. that magical place that artists and creatives go, mm -hmm, I think. Mm -hmm. um, Surrendering more so. Mm -hmm. It's not coming from me. I don't think it's a choice that I really make other than just saying I'm completely trusting in this to do what it's going to do. Are there times where you're afraid <clears throat> it won't appear that that magic? Oh, yeah, I mean, because I, the way that I describe live performing for me with everybody that I that I get in front of as I say, I don't know what's going to happen as much as you don't. So that's very scary and nerve wracking. But that's also what I've become really accustomed to and feeling very comfortable in that space is freestyling, interpreting energy in the moment and, and letting my body go into this autopilot and speak on all, like everybody's behalf, mm -hmm. you know. Can you give us a little sample before we sure. go on with the interview? Good, good morning, Gioana. We are at K-U-N-M. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. I feel like if I didn't see you actually moving your mouth, I would not think that that was coming from your body. Thank you. Yeah. A lot of people say that because it's such a subtle movement, too. Like a lot can happen, and I'm barely moving my mouth sometimes. Like humming and beatboxing is. You know, so it's like, it's not exuding a lot out of me. Like I can sit next to somebody and do that and they think it's just headphones or something. <laughs> so have you done that before I've to that freak before. people out? <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of the time, like they don't even really, eat, they won't even catch on that that's a human doing that no. either. You know, They're like, is your phone on? Are you yeah. playing music? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Just because it has a certain sound to it where it just does kind of sound like a louder, small speaker. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on how loud I want to be, but yeah. So when did you find that power in yourself to to express yourself this way? I mean, I think I've always known that I have that power. Um, I've always just been like super 
like I am who I am from a young age and I've never really worried about what was okay and not okay and what I was allowed to do or not allowed to do. So I was a tomboy growing up. I was very active with my cousins, my boy cousins, you know, there was no difference. Anything they could do, I could do. So I was on bikes, I was on rollerblades, I was playing sports, um, camping, whatever, like all of those things, very New Mexican, like (laughs) playing in the dirt, being in the wild. But then when I started to beatbox, I learned that there was this um, ability that I naturally had of mimicking and imitating sounds Mm -hmm. that I had always carried with me as a child. But beatboxing just allowed me to be very pointed with that ability and gave me a direction on how I can really use that as opposed to like mimicking somebody so good when you're clowning them, like Mm -hmm. that everybody's laughing because you nail their mannerisms, you nail their their voice. Mm -hmm. So that was something that was like the childhood development. And then it turned into the beatboxing. But in terms of like kind of just being brave, and, you know, never second guessing, you know, my, my place as a girl like that has always kind of, I've never really had that. Mm. Okay. And then speaking of the uh, mimicking and coming, you know, voicing your, your art, I saw your, um, I saw Facebook post recently where you were talking to a roadrunner. <laughs> yeah. And it was amazing. It was so cool. Thanks. I'm glad you saw that. It was, it was, I think I think it's funny because I think in the region, people understand how rare that is for a roadrunner to come hang out with you and like talk to you. But I don't know if anybody else outside of New Mexico mm-hmm. can really appreciate that. So it's gotten to like almost 10,000 views on, on Facebook now. Um, and it's being reshared by all these people who are like, oh, my God, look at this, you know. So, um, yeah, basically, I noticed that there was like a pack of roadrunners living in a bush in the neighbor's house. And I'm always fascinated by them. I, I take them as omens. So... I wanted to go outside and see if I can get a picture, you know, at the best, like, oh, I got a picture of a road. You don't have to be so careful because they're gone when you when you get close. So anyway, they were in the bushes right next to my house. And I went outside and I just started to kind of beatbox. And I've, I've always kind of beatboxed to nature and to animals and to babies and to different things because I know that it, it it's just not the norm for what creatures experience from it connects people. on a different level yeah it's a different thing so i was like oh i'm gonna beatbox at this roadrunner so i'm just like hanging out beatboxing and it's listening but it's not really close and then i started to do some sort of clicking sound that clicked something in the roadrunner and it it like tilted its head and it got a little bit closer and then it started to talk and it got closer and it started to talk and then it just like hung out with me it was about three feet away and it just kind of kept going with me and I beatbox a little bit, but I wasn't fully like hitting it with a wall of percussion, but just kind of giving it space to listen, interpret, react. And that's kind of what we did for like, I don't know, three minutes or something. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. It was, it was like someone posted, someone said uh, in the comments that you were the roadrunner whisperer, yeah. <laughs> you know? but I do think that you're able to connect on a, on a different level mm-hmm. um, with 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 beings mm-hmm, so whether it's too. animals or birds or yeah. babies or humans yeah so as we go into the break would you like to share one of your favorite beats or some something with us um i don't really have a favorite beat although i'm most fond of bass the bass noise is like my favorite noise um but yeah let's see I 
Nice. I'm speaking with Ashley Saywat Moyer, and we'll be right back. I'm so thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico, a monthly green, healthy lifestyle publication, and for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind, and spiritual inspiration for all. Whether you're just starting your journey or you've been on it for months or even years, the Well Woman Jumpstart is a great place to begin. You might want to know, what's the outcome? How will I benefit from this? If you want to reach the income, impact, or intimacy goals you have, you can jump right in with this awesome jumpstart. You'll learn what your unique superpower is, which is super important for everything else you'll be working on in your life. You'll learn proven tools to address your particular challenge. You'll get real clarity about your life and your big goals and challenges. And you'll get to talk to me, Giovanna, one-on-one, and I'll give you feedback and insight specifically on your goal or challenge. If you're ready to jump in, go to wellwomanlife.com slash jumpstart. If you're ready to intuitively reveal the steps to meet your needs using breath and sound, create your own exciting action plan using movement and journaling, and explore integrating this plan with your present life through special yoga poses and relaxation, then join me, Giovanna Rossi, and Zore Afsarsadeh, the owner of High Desert Yoga, at a special workshop on October 20th at High Desert Yoga in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You can go to wellwomanlife.com events for more information on how to register These workshops do sell out, so don't delay. Get on over there and register. The workshop is called Reclaim Your True Purpose. Make life transitions with ease and joy. If that sounds like something you want to do, join us on October 20th, and I hope to see you there. Okay, we're back with Ashley Say What Moyer on the Well Woman Show. Mm -hmm. We're heading into the segment called Superpowers for Success. So I want to ask you a quick round of questions. Okay. And the first one is, what does success in life mean for you, Ashley? You know, that's that's an interesting question. I've kind of I've kind of always had the idea that success is having a certain amount of freedom over your life, being able to do what you want to do when you want to do it, how you want to do it. Um, <clears throat> I think that you know people get so caught up in, in consumerism that they tend to lose the fact that life is so finite and fast, you know? So I think for me, success has always been doing what I love to do and uh, having my own measure of success and reward with that. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Um, I love the freedom part of that because I think that is a, a key, you know, a key value and a key need mm-hmm. that, that most people have. When did you know, Ashley, say what, <laughs> that you were really good at what you do? And and let's take uh, beatboxing for the example. Um, I, I, from the moment that I started to beatbox, the first day I started to beatbox my classmates, I was, I was a sophomore in high school and my peers were like, did you just start doing that? And I literally just... I heard somebody doing at lunch in my next period. I spent all period being my teacher's worst nightmare and beatboxing the entire class. Mm-hmm. Um, that reaction was one of the first realizations that maybe I was on to something. And then later 
after years of beatboxing, bringing like an entire, say like the Kiva Auditorium or the Chemo. I've had like standing ovations in the, in those theaters. So, um, yeah. So I'm going to um, just press you a little deeper here because I love those examples of external validation, right? Mm-hmm. It's so important mm-hmm. to hear mm-hmm. people's reaction to your art and mm-hmm. to your craft mm-hmm. and to your service. Um, and then there's also that internal knowing of, wow, I've really got something here. Mm-hmm. Did that happen at some point early on or? That wasn't so much early on. I think what when that became more clear was when I was organizing all-female hip-hop showcases and kind of creating space in the community where that was non-existent. Um, and seeing the need for that and then seeing the blowback from that also from the community, but then ultimately still pushing on and creating a successful event that was like line out the door. If you went to smoke, you weren't going to get back in type of thing. Mm. Um, And how that particular situation went off and how many people were able to come and have their own experiences on stage and with their art and with their craft, how many people were touched by that and loved exploring that and feeling that and wanting to continue that into the future. That was where it was like, this is so much more powerful and such an amazing journey for me to be on, to be able to facilitate that. Um, Mm. That was, I I think, a little bit more into the more emotional side where like having that realization definitely brought me to tears. Mm. And Ashley, you're a busy gal, I know, with your business and your beatboxing Mm -hmm. and just all of the things that you're doing. What is a personal habit that you have that contributes to your own well-being so you can do and be this? Um... A lot of, you know, burning medicines, sage, and, like, smudging and grounding. Um, I think just being, like, mindfully grateful for a lot of the things that unfold. Um, definitely massages, being in nature. Um, so you create that mindfulness and the, the space for gratitude yeah. through nature. Yeah. and. I think just re- just always reconnecting with that is one of my main filters of shedding and allowing, you know, cicada type, mm-hmm. you know, shedding and bursting back out. But yeah, that's what I would relate it to. And what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? <sighs> um, like I said, I think that not having a filter of um, being believing that because I'm a girl, I'm limited to certain things. I think that like, what do you think influenced that for you as a girl? I think that it was having the example of, you know, strong women in my life, you know, my, my women, my mom, my grandma, my aunts, like, I don't want to cry, but they're so powerful. (laughs) And I think that like, the men too, right? Like they were all like man's men, but they were always very respectful and like taught me and my girl cousins just as equally. Same with my dad too. Um, 
but I think there's just so much power in not um, being so gender specific with your children um, and giving them equal uh, abilities, you know. So anything I wanted to do, I could do. And they made that very clear. Like, if you want to do this, I'll show you, you know. It sounds like they also gave you space to be you, yeah, right, and yeah, yeah. and they they saw you and heard you. Yeah, and that yeah. feeling of being seen, right, for who you are is so powerful. Right, right, right. So I think my superpower was never believing in the illusion of women being second to men or being a subservient, whatever. Like I've grown up thinking that's an illusion, and as I've grown into being a female beatboxer who's winning awards and beating men and being undefeated in the state or whatever I'm doing, I'm like, that's an illusion. And I've heard so many times like girls can't beatbox and they shouldn't beatbox when I was starting. Um, and now, obviously, that's you know like the craziest thing ever because you can go online, you can go on YouTube, and see women from all over the world, from all sorts of countries, beatboxing just as good, if not better, right? So, um, but just it's crazy how we're still having those uh, realizations even in the early two thousands, right? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> but that was a superpower, I guess, was just never letting my sex determine my potential. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ashley, that kind of leads into another question I want to ask you, which is, do you identify as a feminist? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I have no choice but to, I'm so grateful to be a, a woman, you know, to have, there's like a certain power that's embodied in being a female beatboxer that I think really connects with people who have heard beatboxing before and they've seen male beatboxers, but there's something else that happens when they see a woman beatboxing. Mm. Um, So that has reinforced my feminism, you know, and how I want to see the world function and be, because although I wasn't necessarily buying into like women being second rate, I, I was aware of the fact that that's what has been always going on. Mm-hmm. And so I've always, even if I'm nervous or I do start to doubt myself or I do let those voices creep in that are like, you have no business being on stage, competing against all these men, or what is that going to do? Or how are they going to react? Or what's, you know, like you never know what type of situation you're putting yourself into. But instead of like letting that take hold and, and falling down the rabbit hole of that, it was like, I'm going to get up there and do this anyway. Mm. And just because I had the courage to do that, I realized, you know, how valuable that is and how important it is for women. And and that's one of the things I do with my aesthetics thing is we have little sessions, like therapy sessions. Mm. You know, it's like I'm with these people two to three times um, every six weeks, mm-hmm. you know. So we're spending a lot of time an hour, two hours at a time. So there's a lot of opportunity for me there to kind of take what I've learned and that idea of like, don't let yourself get in your way Mm -hmm. and talk yourself out of it. Because on the other side of the fear, that's where you can find the reward. And, you know, like they say, jump in the net will appear or the bird, right? Doesn't know how to fly, but you jump out of the tree and all of a sudden your wings are there. So, um, it's kind of been a reaffirming of that in my life over and over again. So if there's one thing that I can do with that, that I guess superpower, whatever, it's 
teaching that and reflecting that and gassing these women up mm-hmm. too. You know, like I gas them up too. Like they have no, they're in a whole new frame of mind. Also, with the fact that we did something that gave them a pep in their step, maybe it was eyelash extensions or a facial, or we you know we wax their eyebrows and they just have this newfound like, yeah. I'm going to go out and I'm going to get this and I'm not going to, you know, let anybody stop me. And a few of my clients have started businesses and stuff. And they're like, you helped me do that. You know, Ashley, what advice would you give your younger self, say 10, 15 years ago? Um, I think if anything, I just would have been more keen on learning music technically because I'm not a trained musician. I've never taken any type of music classes. I'm just a self-taught beatboxer and I rely on, I call it a gift to just guide me. But I wonder what would have been or where I could be if I would have um, taken more vocal lessons and really trained my ear. Mm. Um, I wonder if you had done that if you would have squashed your natural talent in some way though right in some way maybe and that's kind of been like a way that i think right is i don't want to be overeducated because i don't want to like put other people's ideas yeah. over my own or, right. or mute what i'm intuitively feeling because a lot of what i do is intuition mm-hmm. like beatboxing is all based on like this raw realization and connection and interpretation of my my experience in the moment so if I get like too much like in my head about theory and all of that, definitely, definitely I can I can lose that that rawness. Yeah, you get into your head too much yeah. and out of your heart. Right. Um, Ashley, last question for you. So what are you listening to right now? I'm listening to Journey to Launch, which is like a podcast about financial freedom and kind of learning more about retirement because I I have to think about those things as an artist and an esthetician. I have no benefits, Mm -hmm. you know, unless I'm like selling platinum records. (laughs) Like There's nothing in my future. So that's something that I'm listening to a lot um, right now is that's a great podcast when I have the time. Um, But it's just informing me about that whole other side of life that I've never really participated in as a gypsy musician. Um, And now I have this tangible trade that I can make income at and I have to pay all these things. And so it's in my best interest to be wise about how I'm going to make a little nest egg for myself, you know, Mm -hmm. because as much as I would love to be a beatboxing grandma and like (laughs) see what it sounds like without teeth to beatbox, I don't want to know also (laughs) like I want to have a plan in place so I can have all my stuff set up and yeah that's where your smart business woman yeah so I'm trying to you know comes in yeah yeah I'm trying to get into that now Ashley it's been such a pleasure having you on the show do you want to take us out with something yes I would love to take it take us out with something Mm-hmm. <laughs>
All right, that was Ashley Say What Moyer. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Giovanna. That was fun. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your Well Woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join us. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women, leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to start one, email info at wellwomanlife.com. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you are listening, today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week. <laughs>